So I've just recently been diagnosed with prostate cancer and hearing those words being spoken from a health professional when you had no idea that that was going to be what you were hearing is definitely something that will kind of rattle your cage, if you will. I've learned a lot over the four decades of health and fitness and being in the trenches with the greatest in the world. And one of those things I've learned a lot more about and how to build better muscle is nutrition and how it has changed over the decades. And that's why I have the Titan meal plan for you guys out there that are confused about nutrition. I'm going to set you straight. Get a hold of me today. The link will be in the comments down below for you guys. Everybody, get over to the Titan Meal Plan, and I'll see you in the Titan Crew, where I will fine-tune any difficulties that you're having. All right, today we have my dear friend and Titan's godfather, uh, Clark Bartram, back with us, showing the pipes, representing the Titan Crew shirt, um, and he's going to talk to us about his biggest challenge to date in his life um i think this is something for all of you to watch uh and and definitely take notes on this one here we go what we're going to get into is pretty heavy but it's it's the time that we look back and and when i see like me competing in teenage powerlifting meets or football or or, or bodybuilding shows as a teen a young young teenager just out of puberty and so it's mind blowing. So with that, does that trigger anything for you when you see the power team in those old VHS, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, black and white screens and the static, Absolutely. how long you've been in this, in the trenches, how long you've been blessed to be on this yeah, earth? Totally, totally triggers a lot of that. The main thing is how quickly time flies. Like, that fast it seems like yesterday i was at a power team meeting just clapping and all excited watching them needing a change in my life at a very critical moment in my life and seeing them hoping that that was it right because that's what i connected with that was what i knew i knew power i knew strength i knew weightlifting i knew size i knew bravado and i knew all of that and that's what got my attention i'm like okay i'm gonna go listen to these dudes and when i saw them doing what they were doing that's what opened my heart enough for me to allow something other than my own ego in, you know, to make a change. But that seems like yesterday and it was freaking. this is a night. So I 80s. heard a philosophy on the mind when it comes to music. It says the reason why you like that music of like for possibly for you too, but for the eighties, is because that was during a time that I was in, you know, uh, junior high school and high school and, and growing up and good times, good memories. And when you hear the music subconsciously, it goes back to that time. Oh, yeah. And so when you see videos like that, it goes back to that time. And then there's that, that whole road that you've traveled, this Kung Fu series of decades of time. And Think now about you're this here. In relation to music. I saw this on a, there's a water place on the 78 freeway. I pass by it every way, every day on the way home. It said three minutes of music equals a lifetime of memories. Mm. Think about it. A song usually lasts around three minutes, but it will, like you said, instantly teleport you back to a time and a place and a feeling in a 
smell even. You're like, I can smell the 1972 Barracuda that I was in when we were listening to Rod Stewart on an eight-track tape player singing the song, The First Cut is the Deepest. Like, that's an actual memory that I just went to, and it is imprinted in my mind, and that's three minutes of music that has a lifetime of memories. Was that an eight-track? Eight-track. Okay, it's an eight-track. We'll, yeah. we'll throw the clip in there because 99% of the people won't even know what an eight-track is. And if you had an eight-track, you needed a pack of matches, too, because typically the eight-track wouldn't track properly, so you had to wedge matches underneath it to get it to play properly. I never got that advanced. Oh, no, man. That was part of the protocol. So those are two things that don't really even exist anymore as an eight-track tape player in a book of matches. Some people wouldn't even know But the memories do. The memories do. And I was with Joe Holbein. We were in front of Cleo's Ice Cream. We were in his 1972 Forest Green Barracuda. And we were listening to that song. And I remember exactly where we were turning this corner. And it's that moment that sticks in my mind and it will be there forever. Now... I just saw that guy, Joe Holbein, 40 years later plus, and he's old and he's broken down from an accident he had back then. And it's just crazy because it, it goes so quickly and people just don't understand it. When we're trying to talk to a kid and we're saying, hey, listen, man, yeah, you don't need to rush it or you don't need to do this or that. They just can't wrap their head around the privilege of the additional decades of experience that we have giving them that information, you know, it, it, it's mind boggling. That's why we get so frustrated with people when they don't listen, I think. <laughs> so we were working on a post yesterday and, and, and just before I just jump over this, the, the whole way the mind works and the memories and the music and all that is incredible. And I'm glad we touched space on it because we have been friends since decades ago and we're at a whole new chapter and for me like i said to you this morning i think this next chapter of your life and what you're going to deal with now is probably in my opinion the greatest thing that you're going to conquer in your lifetime and you've done holy cow i talk about you you've completely dominated the health and fitness world for decades you've done tv shows on tv you know lead tv shows and you've done movies you've done all this stuff and how am i got the right to say what you're going to move forward through on this next chapter is even greater than all that because that sounds pretty freaking awesome and that's that's life isn't it life is just the uh, the moments that you compete that stuff on tv the covers of magazines the stories the people you move or is it more than that? Yeah, I mean, you just saying what you said almost brought tears to my eyes because the reality of what it is that I'm facing, which we'll talk about here in a second and reveal to your listeners, it's, I see it as an opportunity. And I do see it as one of the biggest competitions and one of the biggest challenges that I've entered into in my life. And I'm prepared for it. I'm ready. I'm excited by it in a weird way. But my feelings ebb and flow with it because when I don't think about it, it doesn't exist. But when I have a conversation like this, the reality of it, I realize my life has changed. I realize that I'm no longer living the exact same way that I was. I thought really coming up on my 60th birthday here in a few days, 
I thought I was going to be sliding into 60, just ripped and jacked, talking trash about how I can boost my testosterone naturally and all that sort of stuff when there's a much bigger, more nefarious thing well, it, in the background. I agree that there is something more um, important, but you, you are sliding into your 60 looking jacked <laughs> with high testosterone naturally and, 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 and the looks, the dimples and the and crystal blue eyes, this, this Batman character does still sit in front of me, but this chapter is going to be a dog fight. Yeah. Can you go into telling me, uh, uh, even though we've had so many years and decades together, uh, tell the world what you are going to go into a fight with next. Yeah. So I could tell the story leading into it, or I could just say what it is and then tell the story leading into it, because I think the story leading into it's really important for men to hear. I, I, this yeah. is you. Yeah. This is you. I want to hear yeah. you. You let them know how yeah. you want to let them know. So I've just recently been diagnosed with prostate cancer and hearing those words being spoken from a health professional when you had no idea that that was going to be what you were hearing is definitely something that will kind of rattle your cage, if you will. So with that being said, it was I was heading to the gym. I was just going to the gym like any other day. I was sitting in the parking lot. I get a call from my guy who does my blood work. And I was on my phone listening to the speaker and he's, we're going through all of everything. And he said, man, you know, your testosterone is like 785, man, you're killing it there. So that's where my mind was. I was just thinking about my testosterone and how I was going to go on the internet and brag that I could boost it naturally, even though everyone thinks it's not possible, blah, blah. That's not the point. The point is the next thing he said. He said, dude, your PSA is elevated. You might want to get that checked. So I looked at it. It was 9.8. You should be at 0. 0.5, if anything. There should be no indication of prostate-specific antigen in your blood relating to whether or not you have a healthy prostate. And I had no physical signs of that. It's not like I was getting up every night peeing five times a day or any of those sorts of things that men would have if they have an enlarged prostate. So I looked at it and I didn't think much of it. I thought, okay, I'll go to my doctor and see what he says. So I go through the typical route and it takes a while. I finally get into my doctor and he said, do you mind if I do a prostate exam? I'm like, well, that's why I'm here, right? That's your job. I'm not going to say it's something stupid like, no, you're not sticking your finger in my butt. That's gay or something dumb like that because that's what men say. And I bent over, but I was joking a little bit in all honesty, because I had my phone out. Everything is content to us now. Every part of our life is content. And this is going to be the best content that I've ever created. So I had my phone out and he didn't know it, but I had it face up on the bench and I'm leaning over while he's sticking his finger in there, checking my prostate. And you can hear him in the video say, because it's a reel on my Instagram account. He goes, yeah, I, I feel something a little off on the right side. Let's get another level of check. Let's have an MRI done. So I finish, I end the video. I go, I have a real made and I don't even think twice about it because I'm Clark Bartram. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I'm active. I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm all of these things that I wouldn't personally associate with cancer. So we go to do the MRI and the insurance turns it down. So I push back to my doctor. I'm like, hey, they turned down my MRI. He's like, man, that's not good. I'm like, yeah, you requested it. Why would the insurance turn it down? So we push back. And, and that's a lesson here. If your insurance turns something down, push back. It's up to you to take control of your health. 
So we push back. We got it done. So I go in, I get the scan done, comes back, and there's something called a PIRAD score. So let's say it's out of one to 10. I was an eight out of 10 on PIRAD score. So I'm having a Zoom call with my doctor. And he's like, I'm guessing you don't want anything more than one. Right. Yeah. You want it to be the lower, the better. So he said, yeah, there's probably an 85 to 90% chance that you have cancer. And by the looks of it on this PIRAD score, it doesn't look all that promising. He said, unless you're an anomaly, you have cancer. I said, have you seen me? I'm an anomaly. I'm 60 years old. I'm fit. I'm ripped. I'm jacked. I was putting everything on that, right? I wasn't understanding that cancer is no respecter of persons. Cancer can come and get anyone. It doesn't matter who you are, fit or otherwise. And and the reality is one out of seven men are going to get prostate cancer at some point. So at 60, they said, okay, we we have to do something because you're going to live another 30 years, most likely, especially the way you look. So we have to do something about this. I said, what next? So I went and get a biopsy. So you have different types of biopsies that you can do. You can do a random biopsy where they just go in and, and shoot needles into your prostate randomly, not knowing, or you could do a guided MRI guided biopsy where they look at it and directly hit where the tumor is. So once again, I took my care into my control because I was educating myself and I knew about an MRI guided biopsy when I wouldn't have known if I hadn't talked to people already being proactive about, okay, I'm, I need to, I need to shift my energy from boosting testosterone and being fit to handling this thing and handling it as Where's educated the mindset as possible. At this point? Mindset is great. I'm fine. Okay. You know, Anita's crying. She's freaking out. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you have cancer? I'm like, it's, like, it's survivable. I, you know, a lot of men get it. And, and I think the mindset is the key. I believe the mindset oftentimes is what gets you cancer and the mindset is what can get you out of cancer. And, and we can talk about that later. That's, that's a very touchy subject I know, but anyway, so my doctor knew where the tumor was. So he's like, I know where to go in with a biopsy. So they do 12 core samples. So you're laying there in the fetal position and they take this really just basic. It looks like a toy that Titan would have. It's just this long piece of plastic, but inside this piece of plastic is a long, metal rod that's hollow in the middle that when they click it and it sounds just like a toy gun click and it shoots after they insert it into your butt click it goes shoots right in to your prostate and that open tube gathers a piece of a core sample just like you would down into the earth searching for gold or something like that so they do that 12 times seven of them didn't hurt but four hurt pretty good to the point where I told the doctor, I said, I'm about to piss all over the floor. He's like, no, you're not. I said, you don't know the feeling that I'm having right now. Everything in me wants to pee all over your floor. And this is just an outpatient thing in his office. So you're curled up there. still. he's like, just three more. You can do this. Ta, ta, ta. So we're done. And they, they need to give you antibiotics. So you take an oral and a shot because the possibility of infection is very high with biopsy. So you get the 12 core samples. So I stand up, my butt's bleeding. So I'm holding tissue on my butt and Anita's looking at me. She says, you're bleeding all over the floor. So I look, I pull the the robe away and I'm just bleeding out of my, can I say wiener on here? I don't know what you're, okay. I'm bleeding out of my, my, my wiener. <laughs> just pouring out. 
pouring out. I was like, oh my gosh, man, this, this is not cool. So I go home. He said, I had a concert that night. He's like, dude, just stay home. Don't move. Don't do anything. Did they say that was normal when that was done? Is, I don't know how normal happen, it is, but, but it's happened. busting 12, okay. 12 holes into your prostate, which is right there. So everything's all collected right there. So I, I would say it's probably normal for most guys. Nothing to be alarmed about. The biggest concern, obviously, was any sort of sepsis or sort of infection that I may have gotten because there, there's an average number of guys that get that as well. So I was very smart rested and relaxed but then i peed and just blood everywhere and and when you have an orgasm like your first 12 orgasms are blood just blood coming out and then it gets lighter and lighter looks like rust after a while and i know this is all pretty graphic but it's real life right this is what i'm going through in my life so we get the core samples back and out of 12 core samples seven show cancer and now there's something called a Gleason score. There was a pathologist back, and I don't know when it was, but he came up with a rating system on how to judge how to treat the cancer. So the rating scale goes from 1 to 10, 10 being the worst. 6 and below is something that you can just watch your cancer. You don't need to do any treatment, no radiation, none of what you would normally do. You're just in what they call observation mode. So every 6, 12 months, you go in and get your PSA check. As long as it's not going up, you can live with it because it's it's a benign tumor in most cases if it's a six or below. Mine were all sevens. Six of them were three plus four, meaning the grade of the cancer was graded at a three, the majority of them in that core sample. But one of the core samples was a four plus three, which is a little bit more concerning. So they treat the worst part of the cancer in you, not the least part, right? Because there's a chance of that spreading throughout the rest of the body. So if that then is the case, you need to take the testing to the next level, which is a PSMA PET scan, which most insurance companies won't pay for because they're not cheap. They, they cost money. So you have to push back. So I had to push back twice to my insurance company to get them to pay for the PSMA PET scan. So you go in and it's this gigantic thing like you've ever had an MRI, which you know, I had already done the MRI to, to find out the PIRAT score on the tumor. This one is to see if it's metastasized anywhere else in the body because the chance of prostate, especially a four plus three, anything higher than a seven, they're really rating as to whether or not it can spread through the body even more. So the chance of my four plus three spreading into the bones was a possibility. So they wanted to rule that out into the lymph nodes. They wanted to rule that out. So when I went there, had it done, just took a few minutes. Everyone was great. But when you go in, you're getting radioactive material put into your body so that it lights up, right? It will light up. So there's glucose in there and there's a radioactive material that carries the glucose in to the cancer and it attaches and that will, and if there's any doctors and I'm explaining this wrong, get over yourself. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> And I'm doing a good job, I know. So it'll light up and they'll tell you. So fortunately, there was no spread of any cancer with me. So then the next step for me was, okay, what do I do? And that was the question you asked me when I first got here. So what are you doing next? And that's what everybody wants to know. So there's, there's two schools of thought here. You have allopathic medicine, which we know, the doctors in white coats with stethoscopes. And then you have natural medicine the people who the doctors don't necessarily get along with because typically it's on one side of the fence or the other. Can you not do both? 
I am doing both. Okay. So that's, that that's, answers that question. Then. Yeah. And that's what I want people to understand. So here's what is important. If three of us got prostate cancer, it would look differently in all three of us. And there would be different reasons that the three of us get it. And there would be different ways to treat it. So typically allopathic medicine, you burn, cut, or radiate it. So my options, if I go to a regular doctor, is a surgeon's going to want to cut it out because that's what he does or she does, and that's how they make their money. A radiologist, an oncologist is, you know, a radio-oncologist is going to want to put radiation to it because that's what they do, that's what they believe in, and that's how they make their money, so on and so forth. So you have proton therapy, you have the radiation, you have hormone deprivation therapy, you have all of these different protocols, but because of the score of mine, so my cancer is a stage two, stage two B or something like that. There, there's all of these different things that they add together to give you stage. So it's intermediate to intermediate to aggressive. So they, they want to do more than one type of treatment to it just to make sure that once it's gone, it's, it's, it's gone. gone. So the radiologist wants to radiate it and treat me with hormones, stripping my testosterone down to zero. Right. Think of the irony of that. And me, Clark Bartram, the guy that's made his whole career on boosting testosterone naturally. Now the remedy for me is stripping my testosterone completely. My, my whole thing in this, and I want to go back to, to looking under the hood and doing a diagnostic because that's the first thing people need to do. It's quality of life for me. I want quality of life. I'm not going to immediately go to some form of treatment because it's worked for a thousand other men before me. That, that's not, they didn't treat a Clark Bartram. You know what I mean? So what I'm doing is a full-blown diagnostic. I'm looking under the hood. So if you went and took your car into the shop and your tires were flat, but they said, oh, we're going to change your battery because this helped the last guy that was here because his car wasn't running. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You would do a diagnostic on a car to find out what the issue is. Maybe it's the battery. And Maybe just it's the focus sparkler. on the and issue. just focus on that issue. So if I have a heavy metal in my body, if I have some sort of toxin or a parasite, for example, that if we eliminate that and that moves my PSA back down, then why would I go do something more extreme that could cause less quality of life for me. If the number one indicator in determining whether or not this is advancing is PSA and maybe another MRI to see if it's growing, like PSA is typically what they're going to look at. So if me doing a diagnostic and, and, and that's the route that I'm taking holistically first, I've already spoken to a radi radiologist. Okay. I like this guy. If I do radiology, he's the guy I'm going with. I've already spoken to a surgeon, ruled that out. I don't want to be cut open. I don't want to lose erections. I don't want to be peeing in a diaper for the rest of my life. Those are some of the risks and complications there because it depends on where your tumor is situated. Is it near the nerve that controls erection? If that's the case, there's a really good chance that you could lose that. Is it near the nerve that, that, you know, helps you control whether or not you pee yourself or not, that, that's a concern. And this is something that men need to think about. Blindly going in and getting treatment is not the way to go. So I've, I've done probably seven blood tests already, testing for different things, four different saliva tests, 
I've peed, I've pooped into jars and sent them in. I got somebody I trusted. I paid some money for that because it's worth it to me to invest into that first than just blindly going and saying, okay, doc, radiate me. Okay, doc, cut it out of me. Because what if there is a heavy metal? What if there is some poison in my body? What if there is some parasite that caused it and I cut it out, I burn it out, I radiate it out, but that thing is still in me that needed to be taken out. Maybe this is a way to expose something else that is a little bit more extreme. If you are confused about training, do not worry. That's what the Titan training plan is for. For you guys to subscribe to this plan, you also get the additional coaching from me in the Titan private group. Get in there today and I cannot wait to start working with you and making your dreams come true. Let's get back to the show. Does each doctor tell you what they're suggesting? Um, how does that play with you mentally? Because I'm assuming that the doctor that's the surgeon that says, let me cut it out. Hey, Clark, uh, this is your best option to work with me and take out this. And then you go on over to the guy with radiation and go, Clark, got news for you. You don't need to cut it out. But what you do need to do is you got to do the radiation with me. And I'm the best call for your success here. Uh, it, I'm. Yeah. Am I off? No, you're 100% on. And here's what people need to realize. When you're sitting with that doctor, whatever their modality or protocol is. So the last guy I was with, I loved him. And he was old school. He had a whiteboard. And he's explaining to me. He's breaking it down. And he's showing me all these graphs and everything. The only thing I could think of while I was in there is I'm in a sales pitch right now. I'm in a sales pitch with a really good salesman who really believes in his product. And if I'm going to buy something from someone... I'm going to buy it from someone who really believes in his product and is really good at presenting it to me to make me feel really good about the fact that he's looking at me, not the other 999 guys that he's treated. Because when I went so in, that's what this is right now. It is, they've been in the trenches so long for their one aspect of, of taking care of this, that it's a great success rate. But you, for some reason, seem to be level-headed with this news, which is, I, I think, uh, a compliment to you as an individual, because I think most people would have been broken physically and emotionally already. And just like, holy sheesh, life's over. Uh, let me get this thing. I don't care about anything. Just get it out of me. Yeah. And don't let, me let see your eggs here. This is important. And I want people to write this down. Don't let your anxiety dictate your treatment. Okay. So that's, that's easy to say, but you're actually living it. Yeah, I'm living it. Like if I was just hypothetically saying this, it, it wouldn't mean anything, but I'm currently living it. I had anxiety. Man, when I was told we found cancer, I remember sitting there waiting to do the Zoom call with my doctor, knowing that he was going to tell me. But just hearing those words, like literally, it, it's crazy. But then the anxiety sets in. Then the anxiousness sets in. And then you're going to have a million people reaching out telling you, hey, man, take this. I knew someone that cured stage four cancer with this. While I appreciate everybody's anecdotal response, I need to do what's best for me. I'm going to take all of that into account. But the thing that made the most sense to me, and I want to make this very clear, is doing a diagnostic of Clark Bartram, the individual, and finding out what happened 
metabolically, genetically, a combination of the both, emotionally, something caused one of the pathways in my body to not go in the way it should have gone. And it took a little turn and ended up as prostate cancer. So if I understand what happened to me as an individual, then I can treat myself as an individual. Then I can go to my doctor if I choose to go to my radiologist. And this is what happened with my radiologist. And this is what made me like him more because he treated me like an individual. He didn't treat me like the 999 other guys that he has already treated very successfully. He said, you know what? I talked to your urologist already. And he told me how you felt about androgen deprivation therapy. So I'm not even going to really push you on that because I know that that's not something you're even interested in considering. So I sat there and I thought, this guy has just taken me into account. He's not pushing what he did with all of those other guys on me because he knows this is how I make my living. I'm a fitness guy. How are you going to take testosterone down to zero from a fitness guy and have him having hot flashes, not sleeping at night, going through menopause basically, and still expect me to function at the level that I function? So I asked him if I do, because you remember I said earlier that they want to do two different modes of treatment on me, one being radiation. And if I was a typical regular guy who didn't question the system, the other one being androgen deprivation therapy, giving me a shot or a pill. So I'm going to say something right now that's that's crazy. The shot that they would give me if I just blindly said yes is Lupron. It's the same shot that someone who is transgender is, is going from male to female. They would take Lupron shots to strip them of their testosterone so they can grow breasts, so they can become a woman. When someone is transitioning, they have to go to counseling for two years and have two psychologists to talk to them to make sure you're making a big decision here to strip yourself of your master male hormone because we're going to take it from you and now you're going to no longer be a man. When a man has prostate cancer, he's expected to make that decision that takes two years otherwise for someone who's transitioning in two minutes. Because you're in a doctor's office literally for like seven minutes, 12 minutes at the most because of insurance and the amount of people they have to go through. So they would present it to me, Clark, we're going to radiate you. We're going to give you 25 really light treatments and we're going to give you five more intense treatments. Then we're going to hit you with some Lupron for a year. We're going to strip you down. Yeah, you're going to have some hot flashes. You're going to have this and that and the other thing. You're ready to go. We can book you next week, man. I'm booked up. We got to get this going. It's life or death. So if you let your anxiety dictate your treatment, you might make a decision that is not conducive to your best life. So I'm not doing that. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question then. Uh, Where's the cap for this? It's bugging me. Is it? Uh, don't worry. Here, hand it to me. We'll, we'll, we'll change. We'll change. I'll take that. You can take this little clicky here, buddy. Um, I got a question for you. The point the doctors are trying to do or their... Uh, their job here is to go, listen, if we do give you the medication, yes, it is the shutdown of your testosterone to the point of where you don't have that issue anymore. But that's moving towards getting rid of the cancer. So, uh, I mean, 
for the for the person that's doing transgender and the, and the counseling in the two years, I kind of see that. And it's like emotionally, are you doing this? You're still going to live either way. Right. But when it comes to the decision of making uh, this cancer, it's not that you're going to live if you don't take care of this. And that's why maybe the shorter time on, hey, get on this. Let's lose the testosterone. Let's let's basically castrate you in a yeah. sense, but at least you get to live. If I can do that and the radiation and get rid of the cancer and we got Clark Bartram still here, a different Clark Bartram, mm -hmm. but on a live Clark Bartram. Yeah. So I, I factored that in. And when the radiologist was showing me the chances for cure with his protocol, the radiation, so it would be 25 treatments of SBRT and then another type of higher intensity radiation. So he showed me this graph. He said, we have an 85% cure rate with that. I said, okay, when you add in the hormone deprivation therapy, how much does that increase the chances of success for cure? He said it increases by 20%. So I factored in my quality of life for a year in a 20% increase I'm willing to take the 20% out of the equation and have quality of life for a year and still be me as I know it. I can handle 25, 30 radiation treatments. It's a minute or two in a place. You don't get zapped. Your hair doesn't fall out. It's not like it's chemo or anything like that. You're just going in and they're doing a very focused, like 300 beams of radiation, boom, right into your cancerous area. And they're eliminating it with that. I'm willing to reduce that 20% because it's not worth it to me as an individual to go through a year of what unfortunately women go through with menopause and, and hot flashes and not sleeping at night and, and weight gain and all of these things that I just personally don't, don't want to deal with. I, I Honestly, I don't. And I'm not sitting here saying I would rather die first. I've said that joking around, but I wouldn't rather die first. The reality of prostate cancer and the advancement that is being made in medicine, both allopathically and natural medicine, it like every five years, there's something new. So if I just did radiation only and I bought myself five years and in five years from now, they go, whoa, we were wrong with all that androgen deprivation therapy. The guy that invented this, invented it in 1941 and we're still doing it today. We're just not cutting your balls off with scissors. We're cutting them off with a shot. Like you said, you're still medically being castrated. To me, to not have an advancement since 1941 blows my mind. So I'll put it off five years because I could come back in five years. And if it did come back, I could do more radiation or I could cut it out then. Or I could do the ADT then in five years from now. But I'm not willing to do it right now, man. You're so level-headed going into this. <laughs> You're so level-headed. You have to be. And that's why I'm not letting but my see, Again, I know, you, know? You, you have to be. But yeah. we say that about nutrition. At some point, you got to make a decision. At some yeah. point, it's so much easier with nutrition. It's so much easier with going, do you love your life or you do not? You know, Go to the gym, train, get in shape, better quality of life. But you're, you're living prostate cancer now. And you're, you're going to start the treatments now. We're not out the other side of the, we're no. going into the tunnel. Yeah. I'm just, we're barely, just yeah. starting the tunnel here. And, and, and I'm sitting there as a friend going, I want to see some 
some light. Yeah. If I'm going in this tunnel, I want to see some light at the end of the tunnel. And you're going in going, we're going to be good. Yeah. I, you know, as weird as this is going to sound to most people, I'm kind of excited about it in a really weird way. You like testing the, you like testing yourself. I, I have no choice now but to test myself. So all of this stuff that I've been teaching men for so long, mindset, this is the number one key in this is going to be mindset. Meals, you know, I, I've shifted how I eat. I've always been kind of a Mediterranean, no carb. You've made fun of me forever for it, but it's, it's working for me because I'm used to it now. Mona asked me, oh, do you get tired? I'm like, no, I've been eating this way for years, yeah. but I'm dialing it in even more. Movement, my doctor said, dude, I've never seen anyone like you in my office. I wish every guy came in here fit because it would make my job so much easier. That's why we do what we do. We're People look at us and think that we only want to make money coaching guys. Yeah, we need to make money, right? The lights need to be turned on and all this sort of stuff. But we do it because we know it's our calling and our purpose. Now, my calling and my purpose, the it just got elevated and widened. I have a bigger calling and a bigger purpose, and there are more men that I'm going to be able to affect because I've been given this opportunity called prostate cancer to now speak about something different. So more people are going to listen to you me. You just stepped way out of the health and fitness world. I stepped it's way like, out it's of It's like it. you going, hey, I help guys over 50. All right, that's cool. You know, great. You yeah, know, so do guys want to get yeah. yeah there's tons of guys or at least you know hey cool it's about the guys that want to get in shape after 50 but you just helped we're going to help billions of men now at this stage going yeah. hey there's this guy who 60 years old said no to this treatment i'll try these treatments and have a better approach or a calmer mental approach and a more uh mind strong approach going i'm up for the fight let's tussle yeah but the holy cow man it isn't a tussle with me on stage back in 1989 in a bodybuilding show it's a tussle with cancer yeah holy sheesh yeah it's you need to go into this educated not just about what is going to happen but on you and what you have done in your life because the reality is we're all sitting here a sum total of the last 10 years of our life. So something in the last 10 years of my life added up to equal a 4.3 on the Gleason score of prostate cancer. So if there was something that led me up to this, there's also something that could lead me back out of it. So if there were certain things that I was doing, then there are certain things I, I can stop doing. So with respect to what am I doing now? Like that's what everyone wants to know. When's the treatment start? The treatment's already started with my mindset, like, okay, we're going to do this. I'm going to help a lot of men. So I'm, I'm excited about, it. I'm not down in the dumps. I have a couple bad days here and there when it hits me. I'm like, Oh God, I got freaking cancer, man. This is real. Cause people will come to you with prostate cancer. And it's, it's the same as someone saying you look good for your age. When someone says, Oh, you look good for your age. I'm like, no, I look good period. So when someone, when I say, Oh, I just got diagnosed with cancer. They say, what kind? And then I say prostate and they'll go, oh, that's, oh, uh, oh, prostate cancer. You're like, it's still cancer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the reality of that is kind of crazy. But the treatment has already started in the sense that my mindset is right. My meals are on point. I move every day. I'm moving more now because I'm like, I have a new mission and a new reason and desire. My community, people that love me are coming at me left and right. And then my integrity, right? Like I'm living with integrity of what I'm doing with intention and purpose. So 
I've already started taking supplements that have been referred to me by a trusted source. Now, everybody has their opinion. And that's another thing that's overwhelming, too, is like everybody's going to hit you with their anecdotal thing of what works. But a buddy of mine reached out the other day, said, Clark, I got colon cancer. I'm like, oh, bro, I got this cancer. So we're just and he has done his research. He's a doctor and he wants to take a natural route. So he's doing all like I bought. $300 worth of supplements that I'm taking every, every morning, like black pepper oil and soursop and all of these different things that have shown. There's a great YouTube video. It's called Second Opinion. And it's about uh, the kernels of not peaches, but plums, one of, one of the fruits. But they proved in the 70s that it can help cure cancer. And they squashed all of the evidence about it. So anyway, I'm taking those kernels. If you eat too many of them, they can be poisonous. You can only eat three. So I'm doing these supplements to help me. And then what I'm going to do every Monday, I'm going to check my PSA to see if, bless you, to see if any of those supplements are lowering my PSA at all. So if I see that, I'm like, okay, now I know that one of these supplements in the seven that I just bought is doing something to lower testosterone parasites are another big one right like deworming your body is is huge so um you cool with us uh posting on this uh the supplementation you're taking yeah if they're really curious about that because yeah. i think that'd be a great note for them to at least read up on the actual supplements you're doing yeah. and you're okay with uh meeting later again as you're doing this process to yeah. kind of give them an update on how you're moving through this yeah and then sure. I, I know that uh we're going to keep track of you. Uh, it's crazy. We've been on a road together for a <laughs> long time, kid. Yeah. From competing, you know, uh, seeing you raise kids, uh, to me having one, uh, to this stage. We ain't done with you yet. Yeah. This is a weird one to be at, but it's it's is equally as exciting as every other thing that we've done and seen each other do and appreciated each other doing. So this is just going to be another magazine cover on the wall and another thing to say, okay, here's, here's an opportunity to prove the resilience of humanity and how strong we can be and how community is important and all of those sorts of things, man. Like right now, my thing's blowing up with people sending me messages and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting, man. <laughs> I wish it was something else. Yeah. But, but uh, we say that, uh, dude, I love you. Love you, um, and thanks for talking about this and letting everybody know because you're you're so famous in the health and fitness world and, and everything that you've done. But I think this is going to be something that you're going to help so many more people on. With that being said, let me say what I'm doing so people know if, if it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've, I've started a 501c3, a nonprofit organization. It's called Bend Over and Check It Like a Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my mission is to have every man in the United States of America test his PSA. I have my own blood test kit now, which I ship to the privacy of the home, self-addressed envelope, ship back. All they got to do is six drops of blood. I have my own facility in San Diego where we test the blood. That's where I personally go every Monday and get checked. I've created a relationship, just randomly met this guy in the gym of all places right at the right time, ironically enough. So I'm on a mission. I'm going to raise a half a million dollars. I, I'm doing a crowdfunding campaign. Part of that money is going to go to pay some of this treatment that I'm doing. I've already spent like $20,000 on some of this treatment I'm doing to, to do the diagnostic. And then I'm, I've 
videotaped every single thing that I've done from every single doctor's appointment all the way to me sitting on the toilet going, okay, here I am doing a stool sample right now because this is the level that I want to go to. So my goal, my mission, my purpose is for every man to get checked, bend over and check it like a man and don't make the excuse of, I don't have time. I don't have the money. My insurance won't cover it. My doctor didn't do it. Like there are ways to find out. And it's not just restricted to prostate cancer. We need to get our colons checked. We need to get our skin checked. We need to get everything done to eliminate these things because it's better to be proactive than reactive. So I am literally on a mission right now. I am going to raise a half a million dollars. So if there's anyone out there that wants to be a part of this, if cancer's touched you in any way, shape or form, we'll have all of the information for you, but it, it's on and popping. So this is my, this is my new competition phase right now in my life. All right. We'll, we'll definitely put down a, a link to get a hold of you and bend over and take it like a man, uh, the charity. Um, yeah. Check it like a man. Check it like a man. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> it's Ben who's asking. Um, love you, kid, man. Thanks for Me hanging too. out today. Absolutely. And again, I, I, I think one of the big points, um, I don't think we said it, but I would like to make it a point, is that even this morning when I was training and he was skipping out on the workout. <laughs> um, so anyways, you said you feel great. Oh, phenomenal. So it doesn't mean that, again, you don't know that you have it. No. You, you you come in, you train, you're doing these ab workout in there, um, and you wouldn't assume something like this was going on. And that for you guys at home, be diligent um, about a lot of this because you don't know. And by the time you do find out, you do little gimmicks. Like I did this, um, I did this test. So somebody recommended uh, this, and this is a test for people to do. And I have talked to numerous people now about this, and they spend the money to do this, and it doesn't work. Mm. That's um, good to know because that's yeah, not – I, this I was like going to buy those. those things. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, do you this. This will tell you that if you do or don't and stuff. And so this is one of those things out there that I felt was very much – a people are getting cancer or have cancer that do the tests on here. So that was a disappointment on something like that at that level. That sucks. Um, and like you said, you feel great. Everything's good. You went in, see a doctor, go in, do the actual blood work. And like you said, you have a, a way to do blood work now that you can ship it to them. Um, get a hold of this man, get a hold of Clark. And again, I hope you guys out there in the health and fitness world and everybody that loves Clark, reach out to him right now, touch base with him and uh send some cheer all right i'll take it love all you right. bro all right that was my boy clark bartram again uh i love having him here on the show but truly man uh we live an amazing life it's one life uh live it to the fullest and i hope you understand that that's what i see when i talk to him and and i'm around him he has uh, a strong mindset and it's one of the few reasons that you still see people that started so young in a, a business still live that later in life and now that he is uh 60 um still looks incredible not for his age but for a 25 year old um yeah it's 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 an amazing thing to have a person in your circle that that 
that is that mind strong and and willing for the fights and mostly when it comes to life man you got to keep fighting so that's it thanks for hanging out today guys um for everybody out there dealing with anything check the links below reach out to clark have a great day